Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Yeah. Body glove. That's a brand I've not seen in a long time. Yeah, dude. I like it. Love I like the glove. That's like, that's like some not 1994 charm right there. Yeah, dude. I was wearing it with my Maui and Sons uh, swim trunks earlier. Really rocking it. Is that different than Maui Jim? Yeah, Maui Jim sunglasses. Maui and Sons make like surfwear. And they were like big in the 80s. Really like colorful, yeah, loud stuff. All right, all right. All right, we all ready to rock? Yep. Hell yeah. Thumbs up. There we go. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tens. Starring the tens. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to uh, the home episode. Uh, I don't know what episode we're on, but we're here. Hey, of course, is uh, my good buddy. He's always here, unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? What's up, everybody? I don't have anything cool. I hope you're sipping quarantinis and having a good time sitting in place. Or maybe you're YOLOing out into summer. I don't know. Yes. All right. Get everything set up. Recording is allowed now. Matt Connor, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. So, how's everybody doing? We just passed the holiday weekend. Uh, wasn't, I don't know, Seattle, the weather wasn't the best, so it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. I feel like if it was 80 degrees, that would have been fun. Well, you know that weather's going to hit soon, too. Like, summer is all, it's only a matter of time. And when it does, yeah, definitely, I mean, I'm with you. That's when I'll be really hurting, missing stuff. That grill looks legit, though. Yeah, the grill's up and running. Fire that bad boy up Friday, then again on Sunday. Uh, yeah, kind of weighed my way in. Did some, some men's room sausages, some chicken sausages, and burgers and asparagus. I think uh, this week we're going to get uh, chicken rolling on there. Nice. Nice. Dude, controversial grill. A lot of people swear against the propane. Personally, I like the efficiency of it, even though I understand that there's like some, some uh, I don't know, some real charcoal lovers out there. What, what made the choice for you? Uh, legit, uh, just what, what you can have and what you can't. Like you can't really – most places won't let you run a charcoal grill in an apartment building. That's probably a good chef. <laughs> I like that little setup out there for grilling. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Those little gas guys, man, they get hot so quick. Uh, yeah, I was talking to Mayhem. He was telling me you guys had you guys used one a bunch in Austin. Yeah, dude, we used to grill out hard. Like, honestly, probably four or five nights a week because it's just warm at night out there. So we go sit outside, grill up some chicken, do that uh, – what's that seasoning out of Tacoma? Uh, Johnny's seasoning. Ooh, Love yeah, that stuff. Johnny's. Yeah. Do they carry it in stores in Austin? Did you bring it with you? Uh, get it shipped out? We had to order it. Yeah, we got shipped. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know about the weekend, but, like, at some point this week, we're going to hit, like, mid-70s. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. I, the second thing I wrote was uh, for last week, what I put, YOLO was low last week. YOLO is back this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, even uh, Cobb, you know that stairwell over on Capitol Hill by St. James? Sure. When I was over there Sunday, like, I don't know, like 11. 
And there was only like three other people there. There was some lady at the top giving me a hard time. So I did it a couple of times. I was just sitting there like huffing and puffing. She was, you got 20 more. I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, you got 20 more. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm dying already. She goes, yeah, I haven't done the stairwell in years, but I got to do something. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, for people who aren't from the area, this stairwell goes up an entire like section of Seattle. It's probably close to 200 stairs and about, I don't know, two, yeah, 150 vertical feet or more. But Ted, one thing you probably don't know, there's actually two stairwells right next to each other. Do tell. There's another, so the one that you've been walking down, I don't know which one it is, but there's another one that runs parallel to it about um, maybe 50 yards either to the south or north. So you know that road that cuts through it? If you go down it and there's that road you cross? Right, right. Before you get to like the second, I'm, I'm always thinking about going up because I started the yep, bottom. Yeah, 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 either way. So when you go up on that road, just try walking a little bit to the north and a little bit to the south and you'll find the other one. And it's the same thing, full staircase. Huh, I didn't know that. Kind of cool. It is. Hmm. It, was also, it was also strange, like, I mean, not strange. That lady kind of busted my chops was cool. But uh, I was going to say, like, I ran into a bunch of random people on Sunday morning. Like, people you okay, kind of you know? know. Like, I ran into a couple from Pub League. I just walked by them, and I was like, Pub League? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, you guys were on my team. And then, uh, like, I went into a smoke shop to get some papers. And I'm just BSing with the guy, and I have a mask on. I just pulled it down. I was like, "Do I?" Know? I was like, "Did you work in another store?" He's like, "Dude, I worked at Dan's in Belltown for seven years." And I was like, <laughs> "I know you." And then there was one more random one like that. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember what the third one was. There was some public people, like something. I was just like, "What is going on?" Ted, you're such a walking contradiction, dude. I love it. You're like, I'm out getting my fitness on on a Sunday morning, hitting 200 stairs, but also checking in with my people in my drinking league and going and buying rolling papers. Like, <laughs> you're a high-low guy for sure. What are you walking? Well, trust me, the public people, I literally walked by and went, public? They're public. I was like, you're on my team. You know? And then uh, everybody's got time to get some rolling papers on the walk home. Yeah, I just like honestly, pub pub league is the perfect venue for you because it's like a little bit of fitness, a little bit of drinking. Oh yeah, it's ideal. It doesn't start till like eleven thirty or noon. Dude, that'd be kind of funny if like um, in these professional soccer leagues, like the Bundesliga or you know the Prem or whatever, if they had like if the game wasn't when the game ended, like they all go out drinking and there's also like drinking games there or something. So it's like a you know two part. So there's like the the team's record but then there's also like their reputation and like the after parties and stuff it's all uh who was it somebody from barstools i think it was from bars no 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 it was nick swartzen i saw a clip of him talking about like if you can't have people in nfl games you should only be allowed in if you're really drunk and like oh you didn't blow a 0.08 like get out of here <laughs> walk away sir <laughs> that would be kind of exciting uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a bunch yeah. of berserkers running around the stadium yeah right it's just like they're wasted there's only 50 of them in this whole stadium like they don't care just let them do what they want and they still make noise oh for sure yeah. that'd be awesome they make noise till one person was like dude we, sh we shouldn't be here we should go somewhere else on board and they're like oh they all left dude yeah that uh that whole thing with the sex dolls was weird. They filled that stadium with sex dolls and pretended they didn't know they were sex dolls or whatever. Like, how do you buy $1,300 human replicas with their mouths open and not know they're sex dolls? 
Yeah, but what does it matter? Look, I'm on board. I'm just saying that was bizarre that they tried to say that they didn't know. It's like, look, man, like, we all have the internet. It's okay. I think it's odd that, uh, damn it, I'm trying to remember. Did we not talk about that yet? We did. We just, I just was kind of tying it. Oh. We talked about it a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I think you were right, right? It's still the guy that somebody was just like, yo, those are sex dolls. <laughs> still oddest for him. I've like, seen those on the internet. I get those ads, man. That's a sex doll. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys bought anything? So I bought a grill. I bought some other random Chris, or, uh, Christmas. Christmas or <laughs> kitchen utensils. And then I bought little tiny LED lights. Ooh, Dude, nice. honestly, everything I keep buying keeps getting stolen from my doorstep. The Amazon package pirates are real in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so I lost, like, some hair pomade this week and a random book. But the main thing is I always try to order this vitamin. It's called L-tyrosine, and they can hear it, like, when they shake it. I think it just sounds like pills. It's literally like a, a vitamin or like a supplement, whatever. It's an amino acid. And so they like shake it and then run off with it. And I've had to order like three of them to get one. <laughs> I think it's crazy that people just like, I don't know, like what you steal a package and then you get home. No offense, but it's a book. Yeah. I mean, good book, but still. Yeah, exactly. I think it's homeless people, but I'm not really sure. In fact, yeah. I shouldn't generalize. I don't know who it is, but. And there's no way for them to buzz into your building? Nah, man, we're old school. It's lock and key, baby. Ooh. Which is weird because it's a new building. It's built in like 2012. But I think it's just, I mean, it's micro studios, dude. It's just as cheap as possible. Yeah, I mean, mine's lock and key, but like for the gate, there's like a code. So you can call a number. They'll give you the code, you know, like a lockbox, and then they can punch it in, get the key out. Dead. My rent is $950. All bills paid, including internet, including electrical. And I live right on Broadway. I mean, we don't have that kind of technology. <laughs> I don't even have a kitchen, bro. I don't have an oven or a stove. I do like I don't it. live like you people. <laughs> At least like once a year, though, somebody blatantly just breaks that lockbox. And it's like, uh, we got to change your keys. <laughs> It's still been relatively tame. I say that. Some of break into my place tonight. But I don't know. Yeah. Like that, the, the back in the alley is always kind of my uh, lit, litmus test on how stuff's going. But I don't know. Still seems like less people than before. Where does that term come from, litmus test? What does that even mean? I hear that all the time. And like, I know what it means. But, you know, like, where does, like, litmus? I mean, what's... Idea? What's the, I'm going to say the original litmus test was like, see what point it burns at or something, right? Isn't that what litmus is for? Oh, you're pretty close, actually. A test for acidity or alkalinity using litmus, which I don't know what that is. Uh, is litmus paper? I don't know. Whatever. It sounds like what you put into like a piss test. Yeah, it's chemistry. Uh, chemistry test for an acid or a base. A special kind of paper is dipped in liquid for a litmus test. If it's red, it's acidic. Blue, if it's alkaline. Nice. Shout science. out Google. <laughs> Speaking of science, did you guys see today? Uh, well, two things I wanted to bring up it is like, and I've been guilty of it, right? Sometimes you'll use a term because you think you're right, but you're just wrong. But oh, I, I do it all the time. Right. But I notice nowadays people use it very angrily. And what I'm bringing up is constitutional rights. 
like <laughs> you hear a lot about face masks and constitutional rights and it's like that has nothing to do with your constitutional right it's the constitutional right of a private business to tell you you're not welcome now listen if you want to wear it or not I, i'm not here to lecture you the way but just stop saying that and invoking something that has nothing to do with you like you're some kind of genius Yeah, you're talking about that one video in Costco. Well, I mean, I just heard, literally I heard a clip today from a constitutional lawyer, and he's just like, "Hey, this is what's happening." So, right, that guy in the in the Costco was being an idiot, but I've heard it a few times. Okay, yeah, I I thought it was pretty ridiculous. You know, my guy McConaughey was talking about it the other day. I like that clip. I don't know if you guys saw that. Um. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. Where I tried to order. They haven't showed up yet. You were asking about, like, what I've ordered. Um, there's this artist I really like, Chris Dyer. Um, I know you guys have seen me, like, wearing his shorts and, like, sweats. Um, and he released masks and bandanas. But, obviously, there's a little bit of a delay in getting them. Um, but, like, have some fun with it and, like, I don't know, protect one another. Get through this. Yeah. As somebody who gives uneducated and free legal advice all the time, I'm with you, Ted. The the like whole constitutional whatever, I feel like so many people just like throw it out there and like assert something that they read on the internet and like just go to the mat for it. It's like, man, you probably have no idea what you're talking about. We actually see the same thing in uh in healthcare a lot, I feel like, with people who read like one little clip of a Facebook post and then like they won't couch it and be like, Hey, I read this online. I don't know if it's true, but here's what I've heard. There's some evidence or, you know, like, like studies show. It's like, well, did you look at the studies, whatever? So yeah, it's a, it's a little annoying. Yeah. And then I was just laughing tonight because uh, again, like, like I am not, who knows what the research will show a month from now on mask. And I get it. The CDC said you didn't need them. Then you should wear them. I go to a store. I put it on. And the bottom line is, you go into stores every day and you put on fucking pants because they won't serve you if you don't have pants on, right? So we're all cool with that. <laughs> Today, uh, President Trump started tweeting about voting by mail and how it'll lead to all this fraud and everything, right? But he doesn't have anything to back it up. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry, Joe. We're kind of doing one. I will leave. You don't have to leave. Just mute. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like how he comes in, sees that there's a podcast going on, and it's like as loud as possible. Like, oh, shit, shit. I know we can't swear on this thing. Yeah, I know. And I'm talking, like, I just said President Trump tweeted, and Joe jumped in. Although it is pretty timely, because we were talking about the constitutional law thing, and as, as if from nowhere, like a genie risen from, from a bottle, my attorney. <laughs> a or an attorney, and it depends on how you look at it. So I was saying he's tweeting about voter fraud, but there's no facts, nothing to back it up. States have been voting by mail for years. So Twitter started adding this attachment that just basically is like fact-checking it. So then the guy that's the president goes on Twitter and says it's, a, it's against his First Amendment rights, and it's like his constitutional rights. And it's like, again, no, it's not. It's Twitter's that's a platform. Right. It's a private platform. They can take them off if they want. He's like, I'll use all the power of the office. And it's like, dude. It's like, wow. He said he would off. use the power of the office? Yeah. 
And it's like, that's just, Damn. number one, just wrong. You can't do that. And that's not what the, that's not what the Constitution is saying. Like, just because you don't agree with something, you can't go, ah, it's my constitutional right. You're crapping on it. Dang. Did you tweet him back? No, I, I've, I've learned better. I don't devolve in those things. I literally tweeted out something about Governor Inslee a couple weeks ago saying voter by mail is great. I mean, look, I, work, I know people that are Republicans, and they're like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't get that one. I like it. But yeah, voting by mail is awesome. Trump f***ing voted by mail. The military <laughs> votes by mail. Like, this has been going on forever. Why wouldn't you want to mail? Right. Well, then the other thing, too, is, like, you're worried about all this voter fraud. It's like, why does it matter? I mean, the, it's not like Trump won the popular election anyhow. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's just tough amazing. to tell what their goal is sometimes. That being said, though, well, yeah, I mean, if you want to get into, like, the whole – actually, that's too long of a discussion. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess I just – I get why people do it. I just – I was beyond just frustrated today. <laughs> Nothing to do with your constitutional rights. It's like somebody told yeah. me, that, like, the stay-at-home orders are affecting people's freedoms. And I said, how is it affecting their freedom? Well, she lost her job at – will say blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, right. it's not affecting her freedom. Like, Domino's is hiring. Amazon, like, now, I feel bad she lost her job she liked, but, again, that's not affecting your freedom. Yeah, people are very, like, uh, there's a lot of privileges that we have within our society that people take for granted. I know, like, um, you know, people who are parents probably see this more than anybody who have, you know, like, people in, you know, in their teenage years, like things that were given are just like assumed, you know, and you see the same thing with like, you know, with us, with our rights and liberties and things like that, or, you know, like, they're just like, oh, well, the government now guarantees me this. And it, it weirdly kind of ties into psychology because of the hedonic treadmill. It's like, once we get something, we're excited to get it. And then we're used to having it like Wi-Fi on airplanes, you know, and so then it's only a negative if we lose it. It's not a positive to have it. And there's, more and more stuff like that. So I'm with you, Ted. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll stop bitching. But the other thing that throws me off right now, too, is the lines. Now, look, I hate lines, right? Like, if anybody knows me, like, I, like you know what I mean? I'm not, like, let's, you know, I'll walk halfway around a stadium to find a shorter line, right? Oh, I get it. But, like, twice now I've been to that Starbucks in between me and your house, Cobb, and somebody will yep. walk up. Now, there's only me and another guy. So there's one to maybe two people in front of you, which for any Starbucks is pretty normal, if not low. But because you have to stand six feet away and wait, people are just like, F this, not doing it. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Wait, you're f it's the same amount of time. It's the same damn line! <laughs> right? yeah. just, what are we bitching about? People are insane, man. That's, you know, there's a lot of weird consumer psychology stuff like that. Like, you know, when you, when the price is the same, but it's longer, like, so you put like dot zero zero for no cents, or you throw a dollar sign, people think it costs more and like are less, less likely to buy it. Like there's a lot of weird stuff like that. I feel like people are in your scenario, they're literally measuring the distance of the line and equating that to a line they've stood in that was that long rather than counting the people. Yeah, and you're right. And trust me, the first time I saw it a couple times, I was like, man, that line's long. And then you realize, like, no, it's the same amount of people. You know, it's like the grocery yeah. store. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, at a certain point, I'm just like, well, we're, all, <laughs> we're all in the same boat. 
I mean, just, you know what I mean? And I'm not even telling you what to do or not to do, but like, there's a couple simple things, but let's just do that stuff. Yeah, dude, I'm totally with you. That's one of the, uh, one of the, I don't know. I think there's a couple things that if we're being real, there's a couple things about being an adult that just sort of grind on people. And one of them I think is like that. This is water speech by David Foster Wallace about just like standing in line at the grocery store after a long ass day of work somehow, because we keep working till like seven, I keep ending up in line at the QFC by our house, Ted, which was only open till eight at like seven forty-five almost every night. Cause I have a tiny fridge and every night I'm like, man, I see what the hell he was talking about. Like everyone in here is like kind of pissed to be here. Like I'm obviously upset and just like worried about myself. But I'm like, you know what? Like everyone's in kind of a bad mood. Like this really is like the grind or like the day in and day out of what they talk about. It's like, man, this is some real adult shit out here. So I'm with you, Ted. Those little frustrations, they start to build up, especially in quarantine. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I don't know. But what, I mean, one dude was real like pissy about it, but he was kind of funny. And the other dude was just straight up angry. And I mean, I didn't say anything, but I just, I was about two minutes. I was like, literally, if he had said one more thing, I was just like, it's the same fucking line, dude. Like, you'd be in there dude, with I, yeah. five people. But I also, like, I'm kind of bitching here and just getting it off my chest. Because I also, I'm not going to turn into talking to people on the street and, and t- calling them out for doing bad things. Because I don't, dude, what I perceive. I did today. What is I perceive as a bad thing. <laughs> what did you do, dude? I, you know, I'm honestly, I'm usually with you, man. You know, I'm generally speaking, a pretty zen character. And uh, this guy, man, he just okay. So I've had all those packages stolen. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and there's just like more and more, you know, like um, transient people around my house, which honestly, also not that big of a deal. I'm kind of used to it. it's Capitol Hill. This guy has a backpack. He's got like a sleeping bag, a bunch of other stuff. And like, no judgment, he's living his life, but he drops a bunch of paper on the ground, like all this kind of like dirty paper, whatever, right in front of QFC, probably 10 like crumpled up pieces of paper. And I'm approaching, I'm probably about 40 yards away. I'm walking up, walking up, and I'm like, oh, he's going to grab those. He starts to walk off. And I was like, hey, man, you dropped those. Like, give him every benefit of the doubt. And he's like, kind of looks down, looks at me. I was like, are you going to pick those up? Like, semi-aggressively. And he doesn't even respond. He just keeps walking. And literally, this is honestly probably the only time I've done this in Seattle. I just go, ass. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I got to chill. I just need to go get my, get my water and go home. <laughs> but it really pissed me off, man. It just, I hate when people move here and they're, they're like, this city's so beautiful. And then they throw their cigarettes on the street. I'm like, dude, damn it. Like, come on, man. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to keep the Emerald City green, baby. The only one that really I'll, I'll yell at people for is the poop bags. Hey, you forgot your bag. Oh. You forgot your poop. <laughs> I walk a dog for like four days a year, once a year when I dog sit, and I become like super crazy dog guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I have noticed. Yeah, I'm with you. I've become like really crazy like person with something small that I really have not much of an interest in. I'm like, oh, because I happen to be in the right this time, I'm going to call him out. You know, where like it's stuff that I've done like plenty of times. Not not trash or anything like that. But like if I'm riding a scooter without a helmet, I'll see someone ride without a helmet. I'm like, oh man, what a prick. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm in. Like I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know that it does any good to like like I wanted to just yell at that guy on Saturday, Sunday. But either way, I don't know that scolding people either side helps. I go back and forth because I do feel like I mean, if you think about if we were a smaller tribe, there would be like 
some sort of like social shaming slash pressure from people like verbally correcting your actions to be more in line with the tribe, you know, aesthetic or the, the tribe sort of like, what's that called? You know, I don't know, philosophy. But the other side is like, yeah, you're kind of just some random dick. Well, it's also like, I don't, sometimes, you know what I mean? Like when I'm walking at a quick clip or whatever, like outside, like I don't always have my mask on. But if I go in a place, I put it on. But somebody else who's all about it might walk by me and be like, put your mask up. So that's what I'm saying. Like with some of this stuff, it's a little, you know, I, I don't think anybody knows for sure yet is the problem. Yeah, people are tense. Yeah. I would also say too, like the mask thing is something smaller. There's a lot of bigger issues that people could speak up on that they're quiet on. But that's a whole mm-hmm. other that's a whole whole <laughs> other conversation there. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, that woman freaking out in Central Park. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, look, the dude just right there you go, prime example. Black dude asks a white woman to put her dog on a leash in a park where you have to have it on a leash. So then she yeah. calls the cop and says she's being attacked, you know? And it's like, but what if the cop showed up and just took her at her word and, like, it costed that dude? Yeah, like, luckily he was filming. And, like, be like, he's, a, what, is, what are they called, ornithologists or something? He's, like, sitting there bird watching, right? So bird. And, he, and, by the way, he went to Harvard. It's like, yeah. get out of here, lady. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, some lighter things. Yeah, I said the grill is on. Things are warming up. Oh, tell you what, my dinos keep rolling in the Korean baseball league, Korean baseball organization. What are the dinos? I haven't heard of this. NC Dino. Man. All right, we must have talked about it. NC Dino's. <laughs> you're talking to me like I know who the hell this Korean <laughs> baseball team that you're watching at 3 a.m. is. I was like, checks notes. <laughs> Uh, they are, they're the number one team in the KBO right now, and they've never won the league, but they're rolling. So I picked them early in the year. They were one of the first games. Now, uh, Sunday night, they played a game. They were playing at like 7 a.m. Korean time so that, like, so that ESPN could show it at 10 p.m. West Coast time. So, like, Sunday night, like, I don't have to work Monday. Like, like that was Sunday I stayed up to watch that. It was fr- oh, no, that was Saturday night. It was freaking awesome. So they, they would usually have it at, like, 10 o'clock in Korea, but they changed it to suit ESPN because ESPN paid a bunch of money? I don't, I don't know that they'd have it at 10 o'clock, but they certainly wouldn't have a pro sporting event at 6 or 7 in the morning. Right, so that's just ESPN money coming in and being like, we want this. Uh, yes, it's part of that. And also American baseball, you know, the Japanese league is massive, but American baseball, major league baseball is the biggest league in the world. So like if a network from England picked up the MLS and was like, we'll show your games in uh, England because there's no premier league. Like, guess what? We'd start watching Sounders games at weird times so that the English could watch it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Great analogy. Yeah. Well, cause you want, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, specifically, you know, you want those American fans. Yeah. So, yeah, on a Saturday night, man, it was kind of fun. You know, I was on a Zoom call with a couple people, and then all of a sudden I was like, all right, 10 o'clock, I got to watch this game. <laughs> I know, baby, let's go. <laughs> uh, Mr. Cobb, we got some emails in there? Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> what has, oh, so we did a question a couple weeks back. It was like, uh, what has brought you the most joy this year? 
All right. Was, what has brought me the most joy this year was being quarantined with my family. Normally, I work a ton of OT, so I don't get to spend much time with them, but I got a good four weeks off, paid. It was nice to, to just enjoy being with them day in, day out. It was actually really hard to come back to work. Yeah, I've seen that from a few people, man. And I don't, I mean, shoot, I don't blame them. Some people work so hard, man. Like I saw, uh, oh, it's a basketball coach. I want to say he's in South Carolina now. I can't remember his name right now, but I saw him giving an interview. They asked him what he like kind of learned from like the first month or two. And he was like, I barely know my kids. And he's like, oh. so it's been good to meet him. But he's just like, I spent so much time working and working and working, which is always that weird thing, right? You want to work to provide for your family. But then, you know, like he was like, I didn't realize how much time I was missing from my family as well. It's always kind of that weird balance people have to figure out. But yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty raw and pretty legit to hear from a college coach, you know? Wow. Yeah. And that shows you the level that those coaches are at, you know, I mean, it requires so much total, it requires a total commitment, like a good college program all their time. And yeah, it's crazy that relationships suffer. I mean, I think, I don't know, that's the American way, like Americans work more than I believe any country in the world by, uh, and over most countries by a huge margin in terms of hours, not necessarily output per worker. And so, yeah, we just throw time at the problem. And it's almost like, uh, uh, not oh, what's that word? It's like lionized, like it's respected that people are like, oh, I work so much. And it's an assumed excuse. Like people are like, oh, I couldn't go because I had work. I'm really guilty of this. I'm totally a workaholic. But, you know, it's, it's not a good cultural trait for us. You know, it's nice that this kind of gave people a little bit of a reset. So, Roger, I think a lot of people feel the same way you do. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I know – and it's all right, I take it in jet. But, I mean, a lot of people give me a hard time and stuff, too. Like, wow. You know, I get up at 5 in the morning or whatever. Like, all right, you know, it sounds mean, but, like, that's your career choice. But you're right. It's, like, equated if you're up earlier that somehow you're working harder. Yeah, it's been great yeah. being back here, like, because I was living away from home, and now I'm stuck at home with my family, and my dad and I have just been, like, having a, you know, doing chores around the house and stuff. It's just – it's a really – cool opportunity in that regard so yeah that's an awesome reflection dude yeah. my move is i've been watching this tuna fishing show called battlefish and it makes me feel like the biggest softy in the world and now i feel like i have the easiest job on the planet where before i was complaining because we work long hours you know we work like 12 or 14 hours now man i'm like in a warm popcorn shop they're on a cold boat maybe getting paid maybe not so that's definitely a good like reset watch some tuna fishing which one do you watch? I wa I've been watching uh, Battlefish. Battle it's like tuna fishers out of Ilwaco, um, Washington. So southern Washington, they roll out. Kind of mouth of the Columbia area, it looks like. I don't know if people are fishermen or whatever, you can email us. But it looks like it's about that area. And uh, yeah, they just roll out and they're tuna fishing. And not with big nets or anything. They're tuna fishing like by poles and by like, you know, like with like live bait and stuff. So it's pretty real and pretty rugged. Yeah, there's one on. There's one that follows dudes off of Massachusetts called Wicked Tuna, on like Nat mm. Geo or something. But same thing. I think tuna fishing you have to do by pole. I would believe that. Um, the one thing though, there's. So I'm I'm with you. I I agree. I think that's the truth. But I also remember watching this thing about tuna cowboys down in Australia because that's my backup. Like escape this life career is that I'd go be a tuna cowboy and what they do is they have these big nets and they encircle a huge school of tuna 
and then they drag the net like two miles behind the boat all the way in so it's close and then somehow they catch it so it's fresh like right by the shore and i don't know if that's like an you know a u.s law versus um you know an australian law or what the situation is but those tuna cowboys are cool man uh, if anyone's ever seen that show watch a trailer for course i'm pretty dope dude the other day uh i watched a couple hours about orcas killer whales and like there's some killer whales now that have learned uh where was it? I want to say it's outside of Spain or something. There's a famous like month long three week period where all these tuna swim out from like, I think it's the Mediterranean or something. Like they come out of a choke point, right? So fishermen have been going there for years to fish. The, the damn orcas like figured this shit out. And now they, they've never been there before. These guys have been fishing there for a hundred years, right? But now in the last 15 years, the orcas show up every year. And once they get them on these lines, the damn orcas eat them before they get them up to the boat. <laughs> Eastern tuna. Well, it's amazing. Dang. You know, you look at some, like, whenever you see a massive, massive <laughs> predator, like, they always take the easiest food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like the law of least motion. Weirdly, that's, it's too esoteric of a theory, but I feel like some of the best soccer players also, like, move the least and end up scoring the most goals and stuff because it's like efficiency of movement. And I know we're doing a podcast right now, but just as a quick aside, Ted, you and I should go sport fish. At some point, I'd like to see us on a sport fishing boat, like out of, you know, like uh, Miami or like Fort Lauderdale or something, just out there like trying to catch some like some big like marlins or something. Man, I think we'd have a good time. Well, Matt, City, you Ocean obviously City. are more than welcome. Thanks. It sounds like a blast. Ocean City, Maryland is, I want to say, either the blue or white marlin capital of the world. Damn, I just, I guess I just, for some reason, was picking, picking us somewhere tropical, but yeah, I could do Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those options. Yeah, there's, there's options. Yeah, that's a good call. I've never been sport fishing. It does look fun. Same. Yeah, it looks fun as hell, especially since I know nothing about fishing. I've only caught like little tiny fish in the lake. It would be pretty cool. Dude, we can go salmon fishing this summer in the sound. I got a guy. You got a salmon guy? Yeah, for real. He runs a. Dude, I've been watching too much of this show, man. I'd be all geared up and stuff. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll literally. No, nothing. Just remind me. I'll text him. Like, that's what he does. He runs a, uh, a fishing. Uh, what do you call him? He's a fishing guy. I also don't know. A charter? Charter boat? Something like that? Yeah. But he's only like three docks down from uh, Jesse and Jamie. Whoa. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's that picture I have of the mayor and I holding one good salmon that we caught. Oh, oh nice. yes. <laughs> Thank you. I know it's not always uh to be wait, what? Oh, um we just we had an email last week from Van and he just said thanks. Uh, I know it's not always to be on when the feelings nudge you off the path. Uh stay strong and all the land. All the land. Really sure. By the way, I want to give a special shout out to Linda's on Capitol Hill. They're now open for takeout food. I want to say Friday and Saturday evening and takeout brunch on Sundays. But the most important thing, jello shots to go. Whoa. Whoa. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Yeah. Dude, Linda knows what's up, man. She just, she for like 30 years has just had the pulse of this town. Yeah. And they were closed like the first month, month and a half. So I was walking by there on Friday with groceries. Obviously, I didn't need food, but I was like, what do you got for drinks? They were like, we have uh, this set, that, or jello shots. And I was like, jello shots. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm we're going out on the scooter tomorrow night to go look at all the art that's gone up on the uh, buildings. I'm definitely gonna stop by there and do some Jello shots. That's a great call, Ted. <laughs> Give it a night. I think they're. I don't know if they're open during the week. I think it might. I know it's for sure Friday and Saturday. I don't know about Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, fair enough. Well, you, you know what? I'm gonna sound like a commercial, but you could probably check their website. <laughs> yeah, actually, speaking of sound like a commercial, if people are bored, Northwest Trek now. It, I swear to God, they do not pay us anything. No one pays us anything. Northwest Trek is That's letting true. people <laughs> drive through the park now for the first time ever. You don't have to ride one of their shuttles. So you can roll through and see, like, um, I don't know, Ted, if they're buffalo or bison at this park, but a bunch of cool wild animals. They're probably bison that are named incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, since it's like a wildlife refuge or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I guess I said wild animals. They're not wild animals. They're they're like caged in a giant, giant, giant patch of land. But anyway, pretty cool. They come right up to the car. You can feed them and stuff. So if you're bored with your family, whatever. Nice. I'm going to try to go. Yeah, I've never been up there. Hey, fellas. Greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to Smith Family Popcorn. Due to Ted's numerous mentions, I've become an avid fan. Uh, I first ordered the Chesapeake blend, which was good, but the cookies and cream might just be the best popcorn I've ever had in my goddamn life. Super excited to try some of Cobb's popcorn when I get a chance to visit Washington again, but just want to spread the Smith's family popcorn love to anyone that's interested. Cheers, Mikey Dubs from Virginia. <laughs> Cobb, have I told you about like on some of the cousin calls, like my cousins that actually own the popcorn shop, they're like, Cobb must hate you. And I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, we get orders that say LARP on. Like, isn't that his podcast? How are you promoting <laughs> another popcorn? I was like, oh, it's fine. But they were like, oh, we wouldn't stand for that. I was like, you guys are oh. Dude, I love it, man. <laughs> Honestly, I- I'm not competitive like that. But also, I- I'm a really competitive person, but not with stuff like that. But um, do what I like. Wait, shit, where was I going to go with that? Uh... Dang, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, that is super cool, though. Oh, yeah, dude, that's what I love is I, I've been in so many conversations where, like, people are like, wait, so Ted has cousins that do popcorn, but he also has friends that do this? And he's like, I'm always just like, uh, he has a little piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just always my line, no matter what. Just so I want people to, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's just a little slice yeah. of the action. Right, it's funny. So they give me crap for that. And then when I'm on the cousin calls, I got I to gotta get more of your stuff. <laughs> the next one, I just want to have the cob popcorn and be like, what's that, Smith family? <laughs> Dude, yeah, we should do that. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm, uh, I'm working tomorrow and Friday. So maybe I'll try to drop some like on your back porch as I walk by on my way home or something. Yeah, shoot me a text because that'll disappear. No, uh, well, if I tuck it, like, whatever, we can talk about off-cast. I feel like there's a place I can hide it. Uh, Hey, fellas. Uh, Oh, wait, is that the end? Oh, super excited to try some cobs when I get a chance to visit Washington. Just want to spread the Smith family popcorn. Love to anyone that's interested. Cheers. Mikey Dubs from Virginia. Okay, I guess I already finished that one. Shout out to VA. I wasn't going to tell people. I talked about this a little bit, but I finally watched that documentary on Showtime about PG County. Called, uh, What's it called? It's called Basketball County. It's in the water. Oh, dope. Yeah, so it's an hour long. There's a whole section just on DeMatha. But it's just funny. Like, I grew up there my whole life, right? I talk about PG all the time. But, like, I kind of took for granted, like, 
like the county did a great job of having like uh like rec centers and like boys and girls clubs and stuff so like i played boys and girls club baseball like my whole time growing up and then i remember we used to go to certain rec centers and i we knew which ones we could go to where there wouldn't be as many people on the courts and our level of play would be okay and then you knew like you know i feel like every city you go to right like in seattle like like Green Lake is where the serious ballers go play on like a sunny, like uh, summer afternoon. So anyhow, it was just very interesting. I didn't know that PG County years ago had made such an effort to build all these courts and then build all these rec centers. So people had places to go. But I guess my point is sometimes it's interesting to watch a show about where you're from or where you live and actually learn stuff. It's not as opposed to just being used to it. Yeah. Well, people assume all that stuff just happens, you know, like kind of like what we were talking about. People take stuff for granted. And then as far as learning about your own town, I'm always pro doing tours in your own city. People forget to do it, but you learn so much interesting stuff. Like in Boston, I lived there for four years. And at the end of my time there, my family came to visit for graduation and we went and did, uh, did like a couple tours of the city. And I learned so much. It's awesome. And there's stuff that I just never would have known. Yeah. It's like riding the ducks. I hate to admit it, but you ride the ducks, like the full tour, like you learn some stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Matt, good news. Next week it might be, might be back, but we don't have your uh, intro right now. I forgot the guy emailed it to me. <laughs> Dude, I've had it this whole time. I asked oh, yeah, you on... to play it. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, had right. it this whole time. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, all right, we'll decide on that. But let's check in with what's Batman. <laughs> All right. Hey. <laughs> to the point. That's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, this is a fun Memorial Day weekend. Uh, yesterday, uh, I went golfing, uh, played nine at Willow's with Tyler, who – uh, many would know is my ex-girlfriend. Yesterday, we also got approved on Apple Podcasts for our new podcast called Gone Viral, which is all about our lives with herpes. And that was a wild thing to drop on social media and just like really own. So uh, yeah, that was uh, that was probably the big highlight playing golf. She cut my hair, so I got a Corona gotcha. cut. I'm pretty stoked about that. Real fun hopping on the Zoom, and uh, that uh, on Friday night it was my dad's birthday, and so he had a lot of fun seeing all my friends on Zoom. And yeah, it's just been a uh, been a cool couple days. You're also getting better at bumper pool. Yeah, yeah. Tyler and I played bumper pool in the background of the Zoom conference, and I lost the first game. So people on the Zoom told me to take my shirt off. So I did, and then they were complimenting my back muscles, and it made me feel good about myself. So thanks, Ted and everyone else. (laughs) That's all right. I've taken now to, like, Saturday evening or, like, right? Like, so I'm always sitting in the same spot for these Zoom calls. So then I, like, sometimes I'll sit on my couch. And, Cobb, you'll respect this. But the other night, finally, I just was like, man, like, I was leaning forward too much, so I just – sat it on my table and then just sat on the ground with my back against my couch. Right. It's like my arm was up on my couch and table. And I was like, man, this looks super cool. And then I was like drinking with my cousin. <laughs> and he's like, man, it is so distracting. I could see people walking by. And I go, what? <laughs> I, go, I didn't think about that. And then like one, somebody else jumped on and was like, are you okay? Did you fall over? I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> like it's just comfortable. 
<laughs> I could see how it looked like you fall, fell over too. Right? I was like, oh, that'd be a bad zoom. You go in the room, but I was like laying on the ground, like, oh, help me. Dude, That's you got me wanting now, now that your family is like on the regular zoom call, you've got me wanting to like plant like gold or pink bags of Cobb's popcorn in the background and like, and have a couple like key product placements throughout your, throughout your calls. <laughs> Yeah, we do I think one, that's like, our move. We do one like every two or three weeks. So we'll probably skip this week. We'll probably be back on next week. Uh, also, because my niece is graduating high school. Uh, I was going to say, but I'll definitely like, I'll jump on and then just slowly, you know, just like, oh, what, what are you guys eating? Because it's always, everybody's always got their Smith family stuff. We're like, oh, I'm just having some pops. Dude, honestly, we have these weird, like, um, giant, like, six-gallon um, – gold like bright gold tins i almost want to like get one of those in your hands it's like comically large like it's what you'd get for like a giant office or something like yeah i don't know like or it'd be funny if we set up like the whole background where it looks like you're in a commercial for it i don't know it's like whatever behind me that's what i'm saying like it's like a pile of them in the background or we take a photo and change your background and be i don't know a lot of options <laughs> oh Matt, that's uh, where is you got an episode out on the podcast yet? Yeah, yeah, we're on everything: Apple, Spotify, Google. Um, yeah, it was uh, a lot of fun. I already got a couple messages from uh, the podcast listeners about it that already saw it and listened. So thanks to you guys, appreciate it. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. We go kind of wild because it's just like I don't know. We just had had a lot of fun with the first episode, so. Hope people enjoy it and we can do a little bit to like raise awareness and like start to fight the stigma about the super common thing. And is the podcast itself about herpes or about something else? And it just like, no, we uh, say like, it's, it's kind of just about life with herpes, but it's just mostly life. And we've had a wild last four years and we just got a lot of stuff that we want to talk about. And we decided to frame it through like we have herpes to just kind of like put that out there and get people to. Sorry, I'm not helping. I, <laughs> I know it's hilarious, but um, yeah, we it, dude, like, okay, I'll say this on this one. I'm not gonna say it on the other one because like networking or whatever. But like, oh, I've listened to other herpes podcasts. Call it Market Research Cobb, and. Uh, they're all very like empowerment and all that stuff. And like, it just sounds like a self-help audio book and we wanted a little bit more lively podcast. Uh, and so that's what we're going for. And we have a lot of fun with it. And, but it's mostly just about us living our life and we happen to have herpes. Dude, I'll tell you this, herpespodcast.com. You better jump on that domain right away. Oh dude, that's why I'm glad I told you, you got ideas. Uh, <laughs> living with her <laughs> yeah we uh you know we have a lot of fun we make a lot of herpes jokes uh we have throughout the years and so you know it's kind of just like one of those things that we want to throw some humor into the conversation Dude, let me ask you this ted do you mind if we take a second on this yeah go ahead um all right what's the pro when you're when you're not dating someone so when you're single What's your protocol about like letting the other person know? Cause I had a girl let me know ahead of time and I'm really happy she did cause I don't have it. And so like, because of that, like obviously we didn't sleep together, but it was like, I don't know. It was kind of a weird dynamic and it made me trust her more. 
And so like, we're better friends now, but like, how do you navigate those waters? Um, well, I've only known and been single for short bursts of time. One of those times, oh God. Yeah. Well, whatever guys, one of those times I, uh, messaged a model who had made a herpes joke on Facebook about how I have it and it's super common. I've had cold sores and you know, it's just like next thing you know, she was like, Oh, that's really cool. Come hang out with me and my sex positive friends because we're really open about discussing STIs. And I went to a sex party with models. It was a wild night. And that's like, that's literally my only experience. Uh, of disclosing outside of like being with Tyler. Now, it's Matt, a, is this what Ted and I can expect if we get herpes? That's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Results, individual results, whatever, you know, disclaimer, but that's literally like, yeah, a, a thing that happened in my life and it's wild and, you know, I'm, yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that was like a sign from the universe of like, hey, you know, disclosing is a, is a good thing, doing it tactfully, having some information, taking antivirals, like you can, you can really get out in front of it. And a lot of people don't even know they have it because they never have symptoms and they can still pass it. So like the danger is always out there and you just know, and you just kind of present it like that and worked out really well for me. All right, well, I'm gonna start <laughs> reaching out. <laughs> All right, I think it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. This one is – I don't have a good way to shoehorn it in, but it is just something I was kind of wondering about. I feel like a lot of our topics are pretty narrow, and there's some people out there who listen to us who have a really good contribution for this, but they're like – their sort of number hasn't come up in terms of like what I've asked. So my question for people – like, I don't know, I'm just kind of in an open learning mood being like stuck in quarantine. What is your random advice? People just know like weird things about like obscure, you know, whatever that they're like, oh, like when you, you know, like the one I always think of is my friend AC told me when you're putting your condiments on a hot dog, pull the dog out, put your condiments in first and put it back on and all your condiments stay in there. So what's like your weird little piece of knowledge? That's a great piece of advice. Uh, email us, email at thepodcast.com literally the word email at thepodcast.com. What's your random advice? Man, I think I got a lot of it. Hit me, dude. I got, I got nowhere to be. I got an empty appointment book and a full tank of gas, Ted. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Some of them I say in jest, like never trust a dude with two first names. Dude, I always said that one too for, because of you. I didn't realize that's where I learned that, but yeah. <laughs> Never so trust a man with two first names. Right? But I'm not sure it really means anything. It just, it's just something I've always said. So I'm like, all right. Uh, <laughs> that's a perfect one. That's the exact kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, just on a real level, like uh, whatever the day or night is, you're never, you're never sure. I always keep water by my bed. Mm-hmm. Just Smart move. Yeah, like I find it infuriating to have to walk all the way out to my kitchen for a glass of water in the middle of the night. I just want to lean over and chug that back. Smart. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I like extreme. That. 
I like that condiments thing now. That's a good call. Dude, Josh has a thing about how you stack your burger so that you get the, the flavors to hit the right way. And um, it involves putting the, the patty and the cheese at the top level so that it hits your taste buds first and then like lettuce, tomato and stuff underneath. And he told me that one night at a fun party we were at. And I was like, I just he's a convincing guy. He's a sales dude. He's fun yeah. to listen to. And he was pitching this thing. And I was just like, man, you're making a lot of sense right now. Sure enough. Within the next couple months, I was at Dick's. They put their patties and cheese on top. I was at In-N-Out. They put their patties and cheese at the top of the stack. I mean, I love Dick's yeah. In-N-Out. I know some people have their hot takes about them or whatever, but I love both those burgers. And they that's one thing they had in common. And I was like, Josh is a genius, of course. So that's something I do. Um so, I literally never realized that till this moment. And I, I live across the street from Dick's. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah actually, yeah. I like that one. And it's the truth. Because I put my lettuce on my burgers on top this weekend. I'm like, that was a mistake. Put it on the bottom. It catches it everything pretty nicely. It's a good base layer. Um, he has the part a- I don't understand. Oh, go ahead. No, that's it. Go ahead. Well, the part I don't understand is, so I agree with the theory. 100%. I'm on board. And my... Um, my grandpa said something similar, but not with burgers, just like in order for a sandwich. Like whatever you put on top, you're going to taste the most. What I don't understand is your taste buds are on your tongue. And so when you put that in, like theoretically, that would be the furthest away. But somehow it is true. Like I'm with you. I don't understand the <laughs> mechanics. Mm. Huh. Maybe it's just because it's close to your nose and you smell the burger more. Ooh. Now, that would that'd be too close to make a difference. I don't I was know. Gonna say, you're the dude that talks about how much smell influences taste all the time. Whenever I reference that, I think about you. Dang, that's my reputation now? No, you have a lot of reputation. I was just going <laughs> to say, there's like hundreds of things that I attribute to you that are not like yours. You're just a well-versed dude. Uh, it's fun to be, be your friend and learn these things. I remember the old school one my dad told me that I think people have gotten way apart from is when you're in a bar, you don't talk politics or religion. That's a good one. Dude, another one actually weirdly on that same thing that uh, I don't want to say. Yeah, okay. My brother told me like in terms of relative to having sex in a hot tub or shower, water is not a lubricant. Yeah. True. Everybody's real advice. People people get on me all the time. I'm like, look, I love hot tubs, right? Cobb and I, we've been in more hot tubs than most people or more time together. But like, I get it with a girl. It's all sexy and this and that. But hot tub sex is brutal. And you run the risk of uh, infections. And everybody goes, well, I've done it. Like, I I know you've done it. But I'm just telling you. Like, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Take the floor floor play in the house. Um, I give the advice. do your best and have fun a lot. Uh, Ted's probably heard that quite a few times because I like to use it with my clients. I think it's important outside of exercise and nutrition, you know, um, just consistently like finding ways to, to make your days enjoyable and have some fun with life, but also do your best, you know, and that's kind of a relative thing of what your best looks like every single day. So it's just a nice, simple thing that I tell people and myself, uh, my most popular advice, I would say, is to get a fucking bidet. <laughs> That's real. That's real. 
Cobb, you got any more? Oh, honestly, you know, I think I'm going out on the hot dog thing. I feel yeah, like that. I'm not going to do better than that. That is funny, too, man. When I was making, I've been grilling stuff. Like, I literally was like, hmm, I wonder where I'm going to put the condiments. Try it, people. Pull that dog out. Throw the condiments in underneath. Back on top. You'll, you'll thank, you can thank me later. All right. Uh, before we wrap up here, yeah, it's going to get warm this week. I'm just going to say it now. The YOLO factor is going to go through the roof. So watch out midweek. Oh, yeah. Be careful out there, people. <laughs> It's like a barometer. Like we have a ninety-one percent chance of YOLO this weekend. Oh yeah, Thursday's gonna be like Thursday's gonna be warm for Seattle. <laughs> People are gonna be out there. <laughs> All right, there you go. There's uh, well, there's another the home episode. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, listening. Uh, send us some emails. I'm sure you might have some thoughts after this week. But uh, for Cobb for MCTP, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>